On this special episode of Headroom, travel with me across the ocean into a land both mysterious and beautiful to celebrate the life of a Swedish music icon, Dennis Pop, the community he co-authored and the awards named in his honor, identifying the next in music across the globe. I'm your host, Dr. Rod Berger from Stockholm. Jessica, it's so nice to spend some time with you. <laughs> it's so cool that we're both here in Sweden. I know, I know. We were just talking off air about sort of the differences in culture and yeah. look, you're 18. I mean, this is, feels like such a monumental moment for you. Yeah, it is a, a bit of a milestone, you know, all those kind of days I came home from school and I'd go straight to writing sessions, but now I feel like it's, you know, I'm starting my journey and it's kind of paid off, but I still have so much more to do. Um, but I'm just really grateful to be here. So, How do you understand I guess, success and appreciating it because your, your lovely mother is here in Stockholm and talking about it and, and we're very similar in age. And I think what's interesting is as, as you get older, you experience success and you're never sure how to enjoy it or if it's gonna be fleeting mm -hmm. and so you can't enjoy it. And yet, mm -hmm. I think it's fascinating to be at your age and to work as incredibly hard as you have to be here. But yet, chronologically, I just think it's such an interesting juxtaposition. Mm -hmm. Have you allowed yourself to celebrate the moment? Yeah, well, I mean, when I think of success, there's just so many definitions. Like for some people, it could be, you know, getting out of bed or just doing the basics, which is totally valid. And sometimes on, you know, days where it's not, the vibes just aren't there, you know, a success would be, you know, getting up and just being productive. But in my sense, I have so much like fire inside of me and the passion and, <laughs> And every single success that comes, whether it's big or small, just makes me, you know, makes me want the next one more and more. But it is great to take time for yourself and let your thoughts, you know, get into your head and, and take every day as it comes. Because, you know, you can kind of see moments like this and they just flash by and it's like, oh, I was in Sweden last week. But I, you know, I didn't, you know, you need to, you're in the moment now and you just you know, take all, take all, take the, it all in, take it all in. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's talk about that moment. So when did you first fall in love with music and what was it that just felt different? It felt comforting. It felt exhilarating. Tell me about that, that moment for you. Well, I grew up in a very musical household. My dad would be a singer songwriter and he's now a tech guy, but oh. he, <laughs> he was a big part of, you know, I think when I came home from the hospital, he grabbed the guitar and was like, we're making this kid musical. Wow. But I kind of grew into it. It wasn't forced or anything. And and I I just was surrounded by it. And I fell totally in love with the adrenaline of performing on stage. That's like playing live is my favorite thing. Like I started busking on the street. So just to get any sort of, you know. Reaction. You know, people will walk past. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you have just to see your music connect with people and when I, you know, I wrote my first song when I was 10 in the Irish language for the junior Eurovision. Um, <laughs> it wasn't very good. It was called Dear Future Self, Misha Satalki in Irish. And um, ever since then, I saw when you're performing, performing live and you see your songs connect with other people, that's just such a beautiful thing. And that really made me fall in love with the whole process of having some, you know, when you're at a concert and it, you feel something inside of your heart and you're seeing someone live on the other side as a performer it's a hundred times more yeah. than that seeing it people is. 
taking in your lyrics and your stories. Where do you feel it in your body? Like when I think about what music does and how it impacts me, like I feel it through my head. Like I just, mm -hmm. it feels like it's radiating. Mm -hmm. Where where would you describe that you feel it? It takes like of every single thought I have, mm -hmm. honestly. And in my chest, I really feel that and in mm -hmm. my heart. And and you, you, when you've been through things, and I know I'm only 18 and I probably no, have a lot to No, you don't have to apologize for your age. <laughs> Um, I know I have a lot to experience, but you know when you go through things and and you're listening to a song and you resonate with lyrics that just really means something to you and it's and it makes you feel less alone. And I think that's what music is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be you know have your lyrics and your stories resonate with people so they don't feel like they're alone and and they have someone to look up to and you know. How did you yeah. find your sound? Um, I think it's one thing to fall in love with music mm -hmm. or any of the arts. But then it's an entirely different path to find the way in which you can express that, yeah. own that, mm -hmm. embrace that. Mm -hmm. What was that process like? Did you enjoy that process? I had so much fun. You did. I think every single, you know, rejection, failure, that just fueled the fire to want, you know, all my goals come th true, like, more. So, you know, I, I dipped into, like, dance music, I dipped into R&B, I dipped into you know, real pop. I, I did some classical training growing up when I was a musical theater kid. Oh, you were? So, yeah, ah. jazz hands and all that. Jazz hands, those <laughs> yeah, translate exactly. around the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I really found my sound when COVID hit because I, I was performing um, a lot throughout the years coming up to COVID and I had so, so much fun doing musical theater and, you know, really getting out and finding music that really touched me. But when you're alone in your bedroom, the world has shut down and you're just alone with your thoughts. You really like start to write music that feels like you. And it, cause you're so alone with yourself, you kind of understand your thought processes and, and everything. So that's when it kind of hit me. But for me, I absolutely love euphoric and thrilling sounds. I Describe that for me. Well, some of my like, biggest- What is a euphoric sound? Well, I think it, that kind of, coincides with the whole feeling of you know feel it inside of you yeah. your heart the fire the yeah. fuel the passion i think that's just what music is to me and some of the artists that i absolutely love uh, alicia keys flying to the machine you know those songs that just really bring it out the soul mm. definition of soul the i soul. just love the soul of music because when you write you're initially just putting your soul out there for everyone to listen to so mm -hmm. it's kind of daunting but back to you know resonating with the listeners that's the most important thing so. Let, let's talk about being female in the music industry mm -hmm. i had the, the the pleasure of spending time with the producers program here that's connected to the dennis pop awards and that's mm -hmm. for to support female music producers mm -hmm. because they're really sort of anemically represented in the space not unlike many sectors mm -hmm. and the passion the conviction in the eyes of these women and what mm -hmm. they do and they're incredibly accomplished mm -hmm. award-winning uh, and I wonder, not to put responsibility on your shoulders, because you've got a lot of time to go in your career, but how do you think about sort of the young girl that's 12, that is looking up and, and sees you at 18 and says, I want, mm -hmm. I want that. I want to be, I want to, I resonate with what you're doing, you know. How, tell me yeah. about that sense, being a female in the music industry. Well, I definitely think female empowerment is such a brilliant thing. And and to have someone to look up to, like I would be 12, 13, you know, six years You ago. were that girl. I, I was that girl. I was <laughs> at my piano. I, I remember I'd 
put on YouTube on my like little tablet and I'd watch, you know, videos from Glastonbury or big festivals or, you know, award shows and, and I'd, it, it looked like a distant from away, like from far away, like looking back at it now. But I think that seeing so many women represented in all different cultures and, and, you know, in different ways of life, like you, you might see, you know, the woman like absolutely killing it in the game, which is really lovely to <laughs> see. It's it, like, right? you're yeah. still going girl. Like, I love it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, with females in the industry, I do think we are lacking. Um, but when I get into the studio, I had my first studio session with uh, another co-writer and she was female and the vibes were just immaculate. Like, I think she resonated more with what I was going through because, you know, heartbreak, boys, you know, they, <laughs> <laughs> they stand the test of time. Exactly. So <laughs> I, and also feeling comfortable in the studio as well that you can you know you can go to them if you have any worries or problems that if you're not comfortable speaking to a male but I definitely think seeing as a young girl me at the piano seeing you know the likes of Alicia Keys like Julie Florence and the Machine all these amazing artists absolutely killing it makes you believe you can actually do it and hence all the posters in my room. Headroom is produced by Old Soul a one-stop marketing agency that understands the power of brand and nuance. Reach out to my guy Matt at Old Soul and supercharge your brand and content strategy. That's Old Soul. Shoot Matt a note at aoldsoul.com. That's A-O-L-D-S-O-U-L.com. And now, back to our guest. Um, you are, at your age and your generation, you're in such a unique nexus, I think, in time. Because, you know, invoking your mom and, and our, our generations, we didn't have the opportunity to, one, take control of or even understand what personal brand meant. Mm -hmm. uh, and then ways to express that where you had a potential sort of global audience. Mm -hmm. But I think that there's probably a great responsibility and, and hopefully some lessons learned. How do you balance or how do you thread the needle between people loving you for your music and not objectifying you as a young woman in the arts? Because I always... I'm amazed at how women navigate that because it's it's really, it can be, at least from an outsider's perspective, uh, a difficult path for some. Mm -hmm. So how do you think about that? Yeah, it definitely is kind of a tricky road to go down when you really, you know, dive really deep into the hole. You know, y you have all these people in the music industry asking you, who are you and and what is your image? What is your brand? And, and me two years ago as a 16-year-old, I was just like, posting selfies. I was like, yeah, I don't know, I know what my brand is. I like know? music. I mean, yeah. yeah, I was like, I just write songs, you know, <laughs> I, but there is that element. Cause when you think of, you know, now taking this more seriously now that I've just graduated high school or we call it secondary school where I'm from, <laughs> um, you really have to take into account your image and how you present yourself and, you know, the aesthetic and, you know, what you write about. It is, it is a big, you know, weight on your shoulder when realistically you just, I'm the most happy I will ever be sitting in a room in the dark with my piano, just, you know, telling my stories. And then when you bring in that element of who are you, you know, how do you want to dress? I absolutely love style. I love fashion. I love you, you know, and me 70s, both. 80s, 90s. <laughs> all right, you it love all it all. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, but when it's, you know, you're, you're an artist and you have people who are looking up to you and it is very easy in this industry to be objectified and then I think when you definitely go down the pop route, you have so many people, you know, saying this is how you should look, this is how you should act. But I think 
navigating it and like realizing the kind of you know the highs and lows of it you can kind of work out you know I'm gonna wear what I'm comfortable in I'm going to do what I'm it's all down to you because then the music isn't going to be true to you if you're putting on a facade for you know anyone so definitely do have you had your tell me that if you've had it that oh my gosh, I'm in, I'm in the music industry moment. Mm -hmm. It's like in the States, we'll talk about like, you know, when was your moment that you were welcomed into the NFL? Like you got hit first, you put on the uniform. Yeah. Was there a moment, a conversation where you almost had to say to yourself, I've got to grow up really quick. Like this is, this is real. Yeah. There, there were a lot of moments where I was just kind of, you kind of get this big boom, like this is reality. Because I think when, obviously down to COVID, you're in this dream world where you're dreaming of, you know, flying here or working with this people. And I think it really hit me when I got in the studio with one of my producers that I had, like what their song was like top of my most listened into the Spotify, you know, recap. Yeah. And I came into the studio and I was like, absolutely, you know, I was so scared and that really hit me. It's like, I have to take this responsibility to be, have self-belief. I think when, when I realized that, you know, you only got you, and you have to go in and, you know, hold all the cards and, and say, I can actually do this. Just because you've done one of my favorite songs, I, I feel like I can, I've earned my space. But definitely that moment when I went into the studio, and I was just... I, I can picture that. Gobsmacked. I like it. We're making declarations here. <laughs> I yeah, love exactly. it. All right. So let's talk about the Dennis Pop Awards. Mm -hmm. So I, again, I've had, I've been so lucky to spend time with legacy folks here um, and, and to get a sensibility of Dennis and Sharon Studios and mm -hmm. I'm from Detroit and it feels very much like Motown. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your what it means to you to be not just acknowledged as a nominee but to be acknowledged into an ecosystem that is so rich with heritage mm -hmm. in being innovative in music yeah. that continues today. Well I just find the whole thing fascinating. I just I feel kind of have imposter syndrome. I'm like absolutely <laughs> gobsmacked at literally everyone's talent. It's just such a talent rich place. And obviously Sweden is the home of pop. And, and I just feel so honored to be here. And just, I'm so excited to meet everyone. I feel like creative people are the best people to be around with. Like I they agree. just get it. They just get it. <laughs> and I, I actually, it's a funny story. I was in a bookstore the other day having a bit of a main character moment. I said I'd go into the town. What's a main character moment? We have, I've, have you ever heard that? <laughs> I've never heard this. Basically, it means like you are the protagonist in your story. And which realistically in life, you should be because you only have one life. You know, may as well live it up. I love it. Be the main character in your story. <laughs> um, and I, I went into town, had my earphones in. I went into this bookstore just to have a look around. And I went asked where the music section was and I I went up and I saw this book just gravitated towards it and it was called The Song Machine I I didn't know anything about anything that made sense um, <laughs> but I picked up this book and I just opened it on this page I kid you not there was a whole page on Dennis Pop it was it was crazy so obviously that's one I of those the hair in the back the, of your neck you know kind of wow I know I bought the book and I've been reading it and I've been reading about Dennis Pop's life. Actually, it's really funny. I found out how he got his name. He said, um, Dennis, he chose Dennis because Dennis the Menace. And then Pop, I think it was like Prince of Pickups. 
and he just chose that and obviously pop is <laughs> so it was very fascinating but i just think it's so cool to be in this environment and and really in my element i just love it so so win or lose what is your hope for this experience well like regardless of any result i feel like this is the best place to talk to other creatives and get different insights and you can kind of level up on you know your knowledge because obviously I, <laughs> I'm only 18 I don't really know that much <laughs> of the big world like this is my first time coming to Sweden and and I think I'm just gonna take everything in and be the main character and really just I think I'll feel really inspired flying home tomorrow and I'll just be absolutely you know so impressed with you know, the talent and the knowledge of some of the best people in this whole industry. So I'm I, I'm going to make a guess that one, you won't get a lot of sleep. <laughs> it's just going to no. be, you know, the experience. But I also think you, you'll find that in the time that I've spent here, it is about community. Mm -hmm. It's not about competition. Mm -hmm. And we've had a lot of conversations about that. Mm -hmm. And if anything, that to me says it's set up for someone as talented as you to really plug into this environment because they want to help. They want to support the next generation. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love the whole community and family feel about it. And and everyone just seems so happy. Swedish people are so happy. <laughs> they are. I know. <laughs> Arlen needs to take a leaf out of their book. Um, but yeah, I just cannot wait to meet everyone and just really indulge in the whole experience and be, you know, set fuel to the fire inside of me so I can follow my passion even more and, you know, hopefully make some really good friends for life. Well, I'm so excited to, one, see you at the awards and to see what that experience is like, to see what it'll be like for your, for your mother because, you know, family plays an, obviously an incredible role uh, in, in your development and that of, of many artists around the world. And uh, I wish you continued success. It's going to be fun to watch your career take off and I'll say I knew her when in the beginning <laughs> and then I'll feel really old when you're, you're like 30 God, and we're going to have our next conversation, you know. Yeah. Thank, you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. I hope that you have enjoyed your Nordic adventure, celebrating the vibrant music culture of Stockholm and those igniting the next generation of music for the world to enjoy. Subscribe to Headroom and go to DennisPopAwards.com to follow along. That's D-E-N-N-I-Z popawards.com. I'm your host, Dr. Rod Berber. <laughs>